Would you pray with me? O Lord God, you teach us that without love our actions gain nothing. Pour into our hearts your most excellent gift of love, that made alive by your Spirit, we may know goodness and peace. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. This story begins, when he had gone out, Jesus said. If we're not paying attention, we might assume that Jesus has gone out from one place to another and now has something to say. Where was he? And where now has he gone? These might be reasonable questions. The he is not Jesus, though. Looking back to the previous verses, the he being referenced in this passage is Judas. The setting is the upper room and Jesus' last supper with his disciples. The preceding verses of this 13th chapter of John bring us into the mind of Jesus. Today's verses bring us even closer to the mind of Jesus. Jesus knows during this upper room dinner party that he is about to be betrayed. He knows that Judas is the betrayer, and he knows that the betrayal will lead to his suffering and his death. How would you respond if you knew for certain that someone near and dear to you were about to do something awful to you? and that that awful thing was going to lead to pain and even death. Jesus responds in two ways. The first is to remove his outer robe, to kneel at the feet of Judas, just as he knelt at the feet of each of the other 11 disciples and wash his feet. Jesus washed the very feet that in a few moments would carry Judas away to gather the chief priests and their guards. Jesus washed the feet that would carry Judas to the Garden of Gethsemane to betray him with a kiss. The prophet Isaiah declares, how beautiful are the feet that bring good news. And yet Jesus makes beautiful the feet that betray him with what is usually a kiss of peace. Next, Jesus feeds his betrayer. 
David the psalmist writes in the much-loved 23rd Psalm that God prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. And yet here God prepares a table before the very one set to betray him. All of this Jesus identifies as love in today's passage when he invites the remaining disciples gathered around this table with him to join him in this practice. What's more, Jesus is also aware that in their own way, 10 of these remaining 11 will deny him. Peter with his threefold denial in the courtyard of the high priest's house, and the rest with their notable absence as the painful events of Jesus' suffering and death unfold. And yet even still, Jesus washes the feet of those who will abandon him and feeds them from his gracious table spread. We hear a lot about love. All you need is love, they say. Love lifts us up where we belong, the song goes. And yet beyond these simple sentiments, Jesus demonstrates what true, deep, divine love looks like. It is washing the feet of those who are wholly undeserving, making beauty where there is none. It is feeding the very ones who wouldn't feed you at all. It's feeding the ones who would take bread away from you. It is doing both the grand gesture and the mundane care that is entirely overlooked and unrewarded and everything in between. This love makes demands on you and extends no demands to others. This love is excruciatingly difficult and almost impossible to understand. I struggle to understand why Jesus would wash the feet of the one who betrayed him. I'm lost as to why Jesus would feed and strengthen Judas for his work of betrayal. But even beyond Judas, I have a hard time understanding why he washed and welcomed, fed and nourished any of that crowd gathered with him that night, in that room, around that table. All would betray, deny, and abandon him. And yet still, he loves. And that's when the realization comes. I'm not Jesus in this text. I can talk about love and yet my words don't translate into actions as they should. I'm Judas the betrayer. I'm Peter the denier. I'm James the abandoner and on and on it goes. And yet just as Jesus washed the feet and fed the stomachs of his betrayer, of his denier, of his abandoner, so too he washes and makes beautiful my feet and feeds and nourishes my body and soul. And all I can do is eat, receive, and be refreshed with a humble, awestruck soul at the unfathomable love of Jesus for me and the whole world. So today, may you be awestruck at the amazing, grace-filled love of Jesus for you. May you feel the ways that Jesus refreshes and revives you. 
May you, as you receive his love, also take up his call to love like him. May you not so much think about how you can love more, but rather like Jesus, practice actual love. And as such, live into Jesus' love for you and for your neighbor. Amen.